Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you listen to this podcast, we welcome you to another episode of the Genius Cast. I'm Jameson. I'm the genius, getting you set for your Monday night football. Hopefully you guys have a win in the books. If not, hopefully you have a good night tonight, or maybe you're looking to avoid some players. Hopefully some good stuff coming your way. That way you can get the W in week two, a crazy week two it was. We're going to talk about that in today's podcast. But for right now, let's, let's talk about the the skeleton, what's going to happen today. We're going to talk about the week two matchups from Thursday night and on Sunday. We're also going to talk about a lot of injuries. We're going to talk about some injuries that occurred to some big-name players, what to do if you do have those players. up. So I'm going to give you a couple different ideas. Of maybe maybe it's, it's, you're looking at a running back position. There are some running backs I think we can target in free agency depending on the size of your league. Obviously, uh, some some of these players may be available in the league. Some may not. So you obviously have to uh, look and make sure these players are available. But you don't have to look for running back for running back. Um, there's other different ways you can possibly avoid having a disaster of a season when you have the injury bug hit you. I have one team where I had three injuries just that happened on one team this weekend along with Kenny Galladay out for the, um, the first couple of games. So it's been a brutal start in a couple of my leagues. I've had some nice success in some leagues. Just been kind of a mixed a mixed bag of uh, of, of goodies, if, um, if you will, on the, the 2020 season. We thought it was going to happen. We kind of knew that injuries were going to be a common theme to start the year. No preseason, lack of practice. Well, we we kind of figured injuries would be a common theme to start the year, and that's. I mean, we saw in week one a lot of those injuries were before the game started. So it was it was the uh, pregame. Injuries to players that we knew were going to be out of the game, which kind of helps us pick those players. But you're still losing those players in the game. This week, it was much more of the in-game injuries, which there's nothing you can do. You can't avoid them. You're going to start your studs because they are studs. You're not going to you're not going to bench them because you're um, expecting an injury. So obviously, the in-game injuries are brutal to happen, especially if they happen early on and you just can't bounce back from it. So, but again, I, I don't think it's time to panic. We're only in week two. There's a lot of different strategies you can do to kind of make your team better. I'll kind of give you some options um, outside of just going for the running back if you lost a running back or a wide receiver if you lost a wide receiver in the waiver wire. A lot of times that's not going to be able to fit it. So I'll kind of give you some ideas of what you can do to kind of help your team better. But before we get into the podcast today, it's a loaded podcast. We definitely want to get into it as soon as possible. Get a little house cleaning out of the way. If you've not done so already, please give us a follow on Twitter or Instagram. We are at FansportsGenius on Twitter, and we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore on Instagram. And our website is always www.FantasyFootballGenius.com, where our mastermind chat, if you have not looked into it, especially with the injury, especially with the waiver wire, that, all that information, much more information you can get out of our mastermind chat if you want that one-on-one access with yours truly. I'll get back to you within 24 hours of your question being answered. Most likely will be within an hour or two, and we have that available in weekly, monthly, and full season packages. And as I talked about in the past, if for some reason the season does get shut down early, whatever you have left on your package that you purchase, we will make sure you're good for either next year or give you the difference this year if you want a difference. Um, let's say you, you're able to get two weeks out of the, the, the month package. We'll make sure you get that last two weeks as well, whether it be put the next year or a refund for the difference this year as well. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on Instagram. <clears throat> More than happy to answer any questions that might help you think if Mastermind Chat is the right option for you moving forward in 2020. 
So let's just go ahead and jump right on into it. Head first, let's talk about the injuries. Let's talk about what happened in week two. A lot of injuries going down, so it's going to take a little while to kind of get through it. I mean, some big names before the season and before the game started. Philip Lindsay, um, we, we lost uh, Dee Westbrook, A.J. Brown, Chris Godwin, Jamison Crowder, Kenny Galladay, Alshon Jeffrey, as we know about, George Kittle, Jack Doyle, a lot of big-name players out before the week started. But in the games, we saw some huge, huge names go down with injury. Some of these injuries are substantial injuries. I'm mean, talking about the Saquon Barkley. Unfortunately, he is done for the year with a torn ACL. Christian McCaffrey leaves the game. Kind of went under the radar. Didn't really hear a whole lot about it. Um, after he scored a touchdown, he kind of came up lame with, with, with an injury. Turns out he hit it. He hurt his ankle. Likely going to miss four to six weeks. Another big name to go down. Don't know how bad that George Kittle, Kittle injury is. Um, at, at quarterback, we saw Jimmy Garoppolo go down. We saw Drew Locke go down. Tyrod Taylor may have lost his starting job for the Chargers. Um, kind of a little bright spot for the Chargers. Justin Abair looked really good as a rookie for his first game out, out, out of the box. Yes, maybe, maybe he kind of gave the game up late in the game. But I think we may have seen the Chargers moving on from Tyrod Taylor. They're saying if healthy, he's gonna be, if healthy, Tyrod Taylor is the quarterback there in Los Angeles. I think he may be about 80, 85% healthy if you're asking the Chargers front office. I think we have seen the Justin Abair uh, era in, in Los Angeles begin for the Chargers, and it started in week two. A lot earlier than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be more, much more around seven or eight. But again, going back to running backs, we, let, we saw Cam Akers go down. We saw Malcolm Brown get hurt. Um, we talked about Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey. We'll talk about them much more in a second. <coughs> Excuse me. Raheem Mostert, Tevin Coleman, Mike Boone, Daryl Williams, David Montgomery. As wide receivers, we lost De- uh, Devontae Adams, Sterling Shepard, Cortland Sutton, who's done for the year with an ACL injury as well. Jerry Judy Lepity came back. Brashad Perryman, Chris Hogan, Paris Campbell, Will Fuller at tight end. We lost Dawson Knox, CJ Uzuma. The names go on and on. Uh, so let's, let's take a look at some of these bigger names. Saquon Barkley, as we talked about, he's done for the year. Tore his ACL. Horrible, horrible injury. Most likely a second, third. Um, I, I don't see him falling outside the top three picks. So if you took Saquon Barkley, you're likely in, in panic scramble mode. I don't think it's time to panic um, right now. Yes, it's going to be tough to win without Barkley, but I think there's ways you can kind of avoid um, this injury. It's, it, with the way the receivers were going um, this year, kind of going later in drafts, it's not out of the question. Again, the players I'm going to bring up are players that also got hurt, but it's not out of the question that you have Saquon Barkley with a Devonta Adams or with a George Kittle or with a player like that. Maybe you have it, Maybe you went with the running back robust strategy and you have three or four running backs early in the first few rounds and you have a little depth, and now you uh, kind of need to maybe use some of that depth to kind of help your team in other parts. It's not as easy to win without Saquon Barkley, but I don't think it's out of the question that we can still kind of make a decent team early on. Don't panic. Let's, let's, let's start moving on. Same thing with Christian McCaffrey. <clears throat> Christian McCaffrey most likely was the number one overall pick in your league. If you have McCaffrey and you lost McCaffrey, it more than likely is a bummer. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying losing Barkley or McCaffrey is not a bad thing. But let's see if we can maybe look in, in, in the other positions. The ideal way is, is, is to look at a running back. Maybe there's a running back out there you can draft. Maybe there's a J.K. Dobbins available. Maybe there's a Zach Moss available in your league. Um, most, most likely they're likely um, already taken in drafts. But maybe there is a, a, 
a player you can look at like a, a, a Dobbins or a uh, Moss, or maybe you can look at a Joshua Kelly for the Chargers, a player that, that, that kind of looks really really good right now. Maybe there's uh, uh, going with San Francisco, I think, and look at Tevin Coleman. If, if Tevin Coleman's available in your league, maybe a Jarek McKinnon. Leonard Fournette for the Tampa Bay looked like Fournette maybe went, uh, taking over that starting role for Tampa Bay. Maybe you're still high on Ronald Jones. I think there's options out there at running back. Obviously, it depends on who's available in your league. But we don't just have to look at the running back position to fill a Saquon Barkley or a CMC void in your roster. Maybe you have a Kyler Murray or a Deshaun Watson or someone that is a stud quarterback. Maybe you have a couple stud receivers and you can pick up. Let's say you have a, a Kyler Murray or you have a, Devonta, I mean, a Deshaun Watson or you have a stud quarterback and you can go get a Joe Burrow or some, somebody of that caliber that you can maybe start on a weekly basis. Maybe he's not as good as Kyler Murray week in and week out, but he's going to get the job done for you. That allows you to maybe look at uh, trading, trading away Kyler Murray to bring in a running back to kind of help you fill that void. Maybe someone that has depth at the running back position can kind of afford to get rid of a running back. And again, this is what our mastermind chat is all, all about. So if, if you're interested in, in, in maybe some different scenarios of doing this, check out our mastermind chat. We have weekly, monthly, and full season packages available, available. We can talk it out. We can kind of figure out what's best for your lineup. But again, don't have to go after a running back. If, if, if there's a running back, don't push it at a running back position. Maybe you see there's a couple really good receivers out there. I, I like a Nikhil Harry. Um, I, I like a Corey Davis if he's available. I like a Russell Gage. I like um, Anthony Miller, Robbie Anderson. There's a lot of talent out there at wide receiver. I still think we can see a McCole Hardman, especially if Sammy Watkins is hurt um, for, for a substantial amount of time as he left yesterday as well. If there is a receiver out there that you like and maybe you have a, a depth at receiver, maybe you ship out a, a stud receiver to bring in a, a, a running back and go with the, with the waiver wire option of going running back. With, with, with everybody looking at the running backs this week as their top priority of, of waiver ads, maybe you look at the wide receivers and kind of sneak under the radar and avoid the running back, even though you have a Barkley or even though you have a Christian McCaffrey or a Raheem Mostert, one of those players there. But you have depth, of receiver, going receiver at waiver wire where a lot of people aren't looking at that route. They're looking at running backs and trading one of your stud receivers to bring in a running back. There's different options you can go with. You don't have to panic. Let's try to figure it out. And again, Mastermind Chat is all about that. So if, if, if you want that extra help, have any questions, hit us up on Instagram or Twitter. More than happy to help you out there. But if you're looking at the running back, the top five that I'm looking at this week for the um, the top waiver wire at running back, obviously if a Dobbins is there or a, a Zach Moss or either one of the Tampa Bay options are there, they're top of my list. But most likely if you're in ten or uh, a 10-man league, even the 12-man league with deep rosters, most, most likely those players are already gone. They're drafted. They're picked up early if they weren't drafted. So I like Tevin Coleman if available. I like Chase Edmonds as number two. I think Edmonds is a player that might be a game, uh, a league winner in fantasy. I think he's the better running back personally than Kenyon Drake. Yes, I think uh, Drake is obviously the starter there, but I just don't trust Kenyon Drake in Arizona. I think either injury or play is going to affect him. I think Chase Edmonds is a fine option. I think he's going to have a role on this offense no matter what. And if you're asking me, I think I'd rather have Chase Edmonds over Kenyon Drake because I think he's a better fit for this offense personally. Yes, Drake is a starter, but I think Edmonds is the better play. So I have Chase Edmonds, number two. I have Mike Davis, the backup to uh, Christian McCaffrey. So if, if Mike Davis is available out there, which it more than likely is because we're not seeing these, these touches for the Giants or the uh, Carolina Panthers without those running backs out, Mike Davis looked pretty decent in the passing game. A lot of that is also um, we know the, the, the Panthers are going to want to throw the ball and throw the ball plenty. 
And Mike Davis showed that he can kind of get the job done at, at the running back position yesterday. I think Devontae Freeman's another player. He, he's number four on my list. Yes, he's a free agent, doesn't have a home yet, but I think he's a prime fit for the possible going to the New York Giants to fill the vacant void of Saquon Barkley. So I do like uh, taking a shot on Devontae Freeman and hope he lands in a, in a spot like New York. And again, I don't think we're going to see the, obviously we're not going to see the same workload out of any of these players like a Saquon Barkley or a CMC, but it's just about trying to Trying to right the ship and maybe kind of helping you down the road. But again, I think the best scenario is if you have depth somewhere else, whether it be quarterback, whether it be tight end, maybe you have a Travis Kelsky or, or a George Kittle or something like that, and there's a, a Mike Jasecki on the board. Maybe there's a TJ Hawkinson on the board. Maybe there's a Johnny Smith available in your free agency picking up one of those tight ends and trading a Travis Kelsey or trading a Mark Andrews or one of those top-tier tight ends to bring in a top-tier running back that helps you avoid kind of taking that big drop at the running back position. And again, I think tight end's easier to kind of um, get those players a tight end than it is running back. So that's the way I'm kind of looking at my my teams. I do have depth of receiver on both those Saquon Barkley rosters, so I'm, I'm going to be looking at maybe uh, going that route in my opinion. But again, you don't have to go running back. You can go other spots and try to fill the void by trading players. Again, worst case scenario on these trades is the other owner says no. Make it make a fair trade that helps both rosters and see if you can come out on top. Obviously, you want to come out on top, but make a fair, honest trade offer. Try to make your team better. Don't hit the panic button just yet. We have plenty of time left. And again, um, we kind of got off track there. And number five on my waiver wire ads is Daryl Henderson. I like what I saw yesterday. Daryl Henderson is much more of a likely a short term help for you. I don't, I don't think it's long term. I still think by the time the season's all said and done, I think that that, that uh, Rams offense is going to be done by Cam Akers. I think Cam Akers is going to be the starter there, is going to be the impact player for the Rams in, in the long run. But I think for a short term help, Daryl Henderson can kind of help you bridge that gap that uh, you, you may have a, a, a major hole in with Saquon Barkley, Raheem Mostert, Christian McCaffrey. And luckily with McCaffrey, it sounds like he'll be back within four to six weeks. That's a big time frame. Hopefully you don't fall way behind, but at least with him, unlike Saquon Barkley, he should be back eventually. Now, if we look at the games from yesterday, kind of it's kind of hard going straight from the games after those big injuries. Um, most likely, if you had one of those uh, those injuries in your lineup, you're likely not looking at a win this week. But again, we got next week. We're going to get it going. We're going to get back on the right track. We're going to get good things going. So on Thursday, started off with the Bengals and Browns. Browns and Bengals put actually put up a nice fight in a game that really on paper might have looked like a uh, a boring game. It was a Thursday night game where where we see these kind of boring games. I think the Bengals and Browns put up a nice game at, um, in this match. 35-30, Browns did pull out the win. We did lose C.J. Huzmaza in the game. But I, but I thought we saw some pretty big games out of Nick Chubb, out of Kareem Hunt, out of uh, Joe Burrow. Looked fantastic in the second game in, in, in the league. Looked fantastic. Yes, he did show his uh, rookie side of things, but I think he also showed what kind of upside and, and that he can be the leader of this Bengals team. Um, so, so you, you got to kind of like what you saw in the Bengals and Browns. Moving on to Sunday, start off with the Broncos and Steelers. Really nothing special on offense for either side of the ball. Deontay Johnson did look good for the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger looked good at times. But for the most part, it was kind of a blah-blah game. We saw Cortland Sutton and Drew Locke get injured. And that's already going along with Von Miller out for the year for the Broncos. So it's not looking good for a Broncos if you're a Bronco fan like I am. Um, but again... 
it's only week two. Hopefully we can get back on track and the, uh, some of these players can pick up. James Conner looked, looked good after a, a, a weird week one, leaving the game with injury and not really having much information about that injury. Um, but he had a decent game, 16 carries, 106 yards against the Broncos, who had a really good rush defense in week one. Um, he was able to kind of get his thing going. And again, I think the Broncos are not using their ground game as much as they, as they should be. I think Melvin Gordon should be getting a lot more carries and touches inside the five, inside the ten, not getting it. I think that that's affecting uh, Melvin Gordon's outcome, obviously, as a fantasy player. But hopefully those kind of change with, a, with, with now Jeff Driscoll being the quarterback now that Drew Locke is going to be out two to six weeks. Next up, talking about the Giants and Bears, a sloppy game. Uh, kind of Maybe it's because of the field. A lot of players said the field was not a very good field there. And again, uh, ha- having a player like Saquon Barkley leave that game was kind of frustrating um, if, you're, if you're a Saquon owner. Even if you're just a football owner, period, seeing a, pl- a player of that caliber is kind of uh, deflates the whole thing. So not really much to talk about in the game. Moving on, the Falcons and Cowboys. Plenty to talk about in that game. Falcons up big. Cowboys do come back in the fourth quarter to pull out a big, much-needed victory. You got to like what you saw on both sides of the ball on offense. And the question I have for everybody out there, if you were drafting today, would you rather have Calvin Ridley or Julio Jones? I think it's a very legit question. I think plenty of people will say obviously Julio Jones, but I think a lot of people are also going to say Calvin Ridley. As I talked about at the beginning of the year, this seemed like to me the start of Ridley kind of taking over that number one role in Atlanta. I didn't know if it was going to happen this year. I think we much we do definitely have a 1A and 1B in Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. And if you're asking me right now, I think I'd rather have Ridley over Julio rest of season. But again, I think Julio will pick it up. Uh, rough, game, rough game yesterday, but Ridley, absolutely phenomenal. Another touchdown, a couple touchdowns, seven receptions over 100 yards. Ezekiel Elliott, the big game for, for the Cowboys. Dak Prescott, a monster game at quarterback. Only one passing touchdown, but I think he had three on the ground. 450 yards passing. Phenomenal day for Dak Prescott. Uh, we saw uh, CeeDee Lamb get involved in the passing game. Looked great. Amari Cooper, not too bad. Lots of options in this game. Um, the, only, the only one really that didn't do much on in this game in, in terms of fantasy production or in, anything on the field was really Todd Gurley, who I think if the Falcons are going to be a better team, they have to learn to run the ball much more with Todd Gurley to run that clock, to kind of eat that clock. Don't rely on your passing game so much. But as a fantasy owner who has plenty of Matt Ryan, plenty of Julio Jones, plenty of Calvin Ridley, absolutely love the way the Falcons have started out the year. <coughs> Excuse me. Next up, Packers and Lions. Packers get the job done. Big games out of Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones goes absolutely bonkers. Over 160 yards rushing, another 60-plus yards receiving. Three total touchdowns. <coughs> Excuse me. And if we do see Devonta Adams miss time with a hamstring injury, it's only going to help improve the output of Aaron Jones. Phenomenal start to the year for Aaron Jones, as we thought. Matthew Stafford didn't look too bad. Um, hopefully the, the Lions will get Kenny Galladay back, and hopefully for Galladay owners like myself, we'll get Galladay back in week three. It sounds like he might be able to get going this upcoming week. It's been tough not having him on the roster for a player that was uh, very high on coming into the season. Jaguars and Titans, a pretty entertaining game, high-scoring game for both teams. Uh, yet again, we didn't see much out of Derrick Henry. I don't think it's anything to panic about, but this is, the, this is one of the reasons why I thought that Derrick Henry was not a first-round pick in PPR leagues. I had him a second-round pick just because I think the PPR upside was not there. If st- standard leagues, obviously, he's a top-five pick, and I think he will eventually pick it up. And, and again, this is a player that we have seen in years past. He is much more of a second-half-of-the-season kind of player than he is first-half-of-the-season. 
So I'm not worried about Derrick Henry, but it is frustrating early on to see that he's not the same big player. Big monster game out of Johnny Smith, a tight end that I was very high on as a sleeper this year. Four catches, 84 yards, and a couple scores. Gardner Minshew for the Jaguars, big game. And James Robinson continues to prove that he might be the option there at running back for the Jaguars since they got rid of Leonard Fournette. A fine game between the Titans and Jaguars. Next up, the Colts kind of dominated the Vikings. Not a whole lot to talk about outside of Jonathan Taylor and Mo Ali Cox, a couple of players that, that, that I was kind of high on coming in, in, into the week. I thought uh, Ali Cox could be a player that you could look at if you're looking at a value tight end in DFS. And Jonathan Taylor was in a prime, prime position with Marlon Mack out of the lineup due to injury. Um, so I think Taylor has proved that he can handle that workload moving forward. I still expect much more out of Na- Naheem Hines. I think it was much more of a Taylor game because they got up big in this in this game against the Vikings, who really looked bad on offense on all phases of the running game, passing game, whatever, whatever side of the game you're looking at on offense, the Vikings looked horrendous in Week 2. Next up, Josh Allen continues his great play. 400 yards passing, four touchdowns. Uh, Stephon Diggs, great connection with Josh Allen early on um, at as he's become the favorite of Josh Allen. Uh, outside of that, I think it was much more of a Buffalo side of things. I was, I was a little unimpressed by the defense for Buffalo. I thought they'd kind of keep Miami down a little bit. But again, I think this Buffalo team is showing that they are going to be one of the contenders in 2020. Next up, the 49ers suffered a lot of injuries. Jimmy Garoppolo, Raheem Mostert, two players on defense, uh, Nick Bosa and... Uh, can't remember, can't remember the other player. Two key players of that defense. I think that's going to affect this 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 team. I think the 49ers are likely going to kind of take a dip now with all these injuries. Who knows how bad that injury is for Jimmy Garoppolo? Got to wonder what's going to happen there in San Fran, especially the way Seattle and the Rams are playing. Got to wonder if the 49ers have enough in them to repeat on what happened last year in a very tough NFC West. As for the Jets. <laughs> Nothing much on offense. Uh, Chris Herndon was supposed to be the guy. Not much involved. I'm not going to talk much about the Jets because there was nothing really to talk about. Sam Darnold didn't look good. And nothing really on offense or defense looked good for the Jets outside of avoiding some major, major injuries like most, most of the teams on Sunday. Rams continue to look great on offense and defense. They go into Philadelphia, get the W against the, the, the Eagles. The Eagles did get Miles Sanders back, looked great. And if, if he says his conditioning was not great, but he puts up that kind of game, can't wait till he gets healthy. I am all in on Sanders this year, and I think it proved yesterday that the Eagles love him as well. I think with all the injuries, there's a very good chance we see Miles Sanders top five at the running back position with players like Barkley, CMC, and all those players already out. Miles Sanders has a chance to really put a name on his on. On, on his position for next year for fantasy purposes. But again, I think he was a, fa- a fantastic option this year. And if that's a less than 100%, Miles Sanders can't wait till he gets healthy. As for the, the Ram side of things, Cooper Cup looked good. Robert Brooks got in, the, got in the end zone. Jared Goff looked good at the quarterback position. Saw Malcolm Brown and Cam Akers leave with injury. Devin uh, Daryl Henderson looked good. I think the Rams are showing that they might be legit contenders this year for the NFC. Next up, the Panthers and the Buccaneers. Buccaneers finally got it rolling. Uh, good game in terms of yardage for Bridgewater of Carolina, but it was all Buccaneers. It was all Tom Brady. It was all Leonard Fournette. It was all the Buccaneers' offense. 
uh, Mike Evans, plenty of options. But one name to kind of that's kind of fell off the wire is to, uh, Rob Gronkowski. Again, coming into the year, I was not high on him. This is the reason why I think there's too many mouths to feed in Tampa Bay, and I think we have seen the end of Rob Gronkowski being the elite option on the football field. He's just done too much on wear and tear, being that physical player throughout his NFL career, missing last year due to retirement. I just think it's much more of a O.J. Howard show in Tampa than it is a Rob Gronkowski at the tight end position. Next up, the Cardinals. Looked very good on offense, looked good on defense. Kyler Murray, a fantastic game. I think Murray is locked into one, being one of the better quarterbacks in football. And again, this is one of those reasons why if you do have a Murray, you might be able to kind of get a big return value from him if you can find a Joe Burrow or someone like that to, to bring in off the waivers if you are a Saquon Barkley owner. Uh, look at maybe uh, shipping off Kyler Murray because right now his his, his his stock is huge, and I don't think his stock's going to go down by any means. But again, right now he is he, his stock is huge. Great, great game. Um, looked good on the ground. Looked good through uh, throwing the ball. Terry McLaurin on the other side of the ball looked very good for Washington. Finally got going, seven catches, 125 yards, and touchdown. But very impressed by the Cardinals, who I think might be able to finish ahead of the 49ers. We may see the 49ers finish in the basement of that division if they can't get these injuries under control, which is a frustrating thing about that for foot, for football and fantasy and purposes altogether. Next up, the Chiefs and the Chargers. Chiefs not really in, in the game most of the game, but again, when you have Patrick Mahomes, he always gives you a chance late in games. The Chiefs do pull it out, and if you have, if you're in a kicker league and you have. Uh, <coughs> Butker, fantastic finish to the game. Not finishing once, not finishing twice, but three times he got game-winning field goals. First time was a penalty, second time was timeout, and finally the third time it went through again. But he made all three of those, showing that he is one of the best kickers in football, if not the best right now. Uh, great finish for the Chiefs game. And again, Justin Abraham, we talked about earlier, Justin Abraham looked fine as a rookie quarterback. I think his, he, he's earned the starting job. I think we've finally, we, we've, we've not finally, I was looking forward to Tyrod Taylor this year. We have seen the end of Tyrod Taylor, which is a bummer because I thought he was going to be in for a decent year as a, like a late round best ball option in fantasy leagues. But Tyrod Taylor, they said if he is healthy, he will start games. I think there's a chance we see him, by the front office purposes, much more of a 75 or 80% healthy, in quotes. Um, I, I, I think we're going to see Justin Abair, the starting quarterback for the Chargers, moving forward after a fine first game as a Chargers quarterback. Next up, the Ravens and Texans. Deshaun Watson, not a bad game, not a great game. But when you play in the Ravens defense, you're going to have those kind of games. Frustrating game for Will Fuller, whether it be injury, whether it be play. Didn't have a target. He did suffer a hamstring injury. Was getting work on the sideline. So you got to wonder about that moving forward. Something you definitely want to keep an eye on. But this Ravens offense continues to roll. The defense continues to roll. Big game for the Ravens. They'll play, I think it's Monday night against the Chiefs, which should be a, a fantastic game this upcoming weekend. Uh, Brandon Cooks looked good on offense despite playing against a very good Ravens defense. But outside of Cooks and Watts, not much to say for the Texans. Ravens continue to roll on both sides of the ball. And they close out Sunday with the Seahawks and Patriots with maybe the best game of the night, the best game of the day. 
Cam Newton versus uh, um, Russell Wilson. They're letting Russell cook in Seattle. Another fantastic passing performance by Russell Wilson. MVP caliber type of offense, and we saw Cam Newton. Folks, Cam Newton is back. As I talked about, I thought Cam Newton would be one of the sleeper quarterbacks this year before he even had a job. Then he signs with New England. I, I love the signing by the Patriots. I think he can have a. I thought he can have a huge year in New England under Bill Belichick with McDaniels, with this offense kind of going away from Tom Brady. Cam Newton is back, and I love it as a Cam Newton fan. Almost came back. One thing I would have maybe liked to see him do is maybe spread out the end of the game for Cam Newton if they are going to run him. Or maybe instead of running the ball, fake it, make it look like a run, drop it back, and look for one of the tight ends in the back of the end zone. That's how I would have handled the situation. But, again, I'm not a coach. I'm just a fantasy football player. And I absolutely love Cam Newton. It's finally back. Love seeing him on the field. Great game between Cam Newton and Russell Wilson. Seahawks, Patriots put on a show to close out the Sunday night football. And taking a look at tonight's game, the Saints and the Raiders. <coughs> no Michael Thomas. I think we can look at uh, Emmanuel Sanders. We can look at Alvin Kamara, Jared Cook, Drew Brees, obviously. As for the Raiders side of things, I'm not too high on anything on that side of the ball. I, just, I, I think the Saints defense might be able to kind of put things down on the Raiders. But you can look at a, a, a Josh Jacobs. You can look at a Darren Waller. That's about all I'm really looking at on that side of the ball. It's going to be much more of a Saints side of things for me. And if I'm looking at a captain, if you're playing over on DraftKings or FanDuel for, for the captain or the MVP, the, uh, the, I think it's the MVP spot over there on FanDuel, it, it's a Taysom Hill night for me. I, I, I have a feeling, again, and, and, and again, anytime these, these, these showdown slates happen, everybody knows I am a Taysom Hill fan. I think we might be able to see a, a touchdown pass, touchdown run, touchdown reception for someone very low. So I don't hate the idea of going with a Taysom Hill in one of your flex spots. But if you're talking to captain, you're talking about one of those, I think it's Alvin Kamara. I don't hate the idea of maybe going to Emmanuel Sanders or Jared Cook with no Michael Thomas. That's the way I'm looking at handling tonight's situation. And again, I'll have the article up on the website. I'm getting ready to, to, to throw in those, those, those picks for the, the the, the showdown slate, so the captain, the value picks, and the fade. My fade, I think, is going to be Josh Jacobs. I just don't like the the, <clears throat> the way it looks for him against the Saints defense. I think the Saints defense kind of does lock down the Raiders tonight and Monday Night Football. That'll do it for today's podcast. Hope you guys have a fantastic day. Hope you guys have a fantastic upcoming week. We'll talk to you on Thursday when we break down the Thursday night game and kind of take a, a first look at the upcoming week. And again, our rankings will be up on the on the site by Wednesday for Week Three. Good luck tonight if you have anybody available. Have a great week. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you later. Have a great day.